Uh, you know, Shane, most businesses around the country are closed. Uh, you know, kids are kids are out of school. People are uh, w mm. uh, wing fh. But uh, one of the few places that's still open is uh, 7-Eleven. And the uh, craziest thing happened to me today in the uh, 7-Eleven. We 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 indulge me. What? <laughs> okay, what happened? Uh, so I was waiting in line to pay, and the guy in front of me put down the craziest mix of items I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it's, a dozen donuts, two big bags of Doritos, one of those cheap one-gallon bottles of the generic fruit punch, and a nasty old brown banana. And he turned to the clerk, and he said, My girlfriend just had an operation. She can only eat certain things. <laughs> Imagine my surprise. So I turned to him, and I said, Yeah, right, what'd she have, a bong hit transplant? <laughs> Sorry. Just work, bong. work in that one. <laughs> Uh-huh. A bong hip transplant. Mm, yes. Sorry. I'm just needlessly correcting, or just trying to build on a joke. No, it's good. Just... Um, uh, It's like an alley-oop. What would that be if I was just passing the ball in the air? You know, you need someone to bring it home mm -hmm. with the tomahawk slam. Right. If I've learned anything from this the Hey Geographic Michael Jordan documentary, I'm sure you've seen the memes from this, right? Michael Jordan and his yellow I, eyes. I gotta see it. What's the... What's the uh, what's the verdict? Did you like it? Um, it's like fun. how do I watch it? I mean, it's um, ugh. I mean, like you could probably log in with your parents. Probably still have cable, right? If they have ESPN, you can watch right, it on demand. Right, right. right. And not to not mm. to expose them as password sharers uh, <laughs> and non cord cutters, <laughs> but um, it's like uh -huh. it, it basically fails as like a piece of documentary because like Michael Jordan is the author of it, so it's just kind of like a monument to him and his greatness. But as one of those, it's like a very fun watch. I mean, you get to see just how petty he is, just what a dick he was in the court. You learn about all of like the the feuds he started over the years, all of like, oh, the ways nice. he would build himself off by like telling himself that people had said shit about him, just making stories up about people so that he would be motivated to then like, go kick their ass. Yeah, oh. <laughs> um, and it's kind of amazing. Yeah, to be that good That's and still cool. that petty, you know. Yeah, I mean, you maybe you can't have one without the other. Is what he's trying to tell us. Mm. Um, yeah, and there's videos of him watching clips from the documentary, like other player, other like talking head players, like talking oh, about him, fuck. talking about like thinking that they'd like shown him up or thinking that they'd like really given him a hard time on defense, and then him just like laughing at their faces, <laughs> just like, watching them <laughs> on an iPad and just laughing. Yeah, <coughs> it's um, it's like I mean, it's like wow, long, but um, that is so good. Even if you don't care about basketball, it's 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 I think worth uh, at least a, a cursory glance at a few of the episodes. Okay. I like that. I feel like uh, I'm sick of hearing about Michael Jordan, the hero, and I want to hear about Michael Jordan, the um, guy with the uh, with the with the mind of a middle schooler, the guy with the perpetually bloodshot eyes who once wore a Hitler mustache <laughs> and a Hanes commercial. They haven't gotten to that yeah. yet. They have not gotten to the Hitler mustache. <laughs> um, you do see like behind... what about his legs? Do they talk legs. about his fucking jeans? Oh, the oh yeah, they're what was he in like a Wrangler jeans commercial or something? Oh no, his big jeans, right? He wears like the biggest Just ass jeans. Insane jeans. No, yeah. they I have not gotten to the fashion icon Michael Jordan yet. Although because you're seeing <laughs> like, because you're seeing so much footage of contemporary Michael Jordan, you are getting, you know, Michael Jordan in like camo cargo shorts and like um I don't know, like burnt sienna like tees, you know. Just <laughs> <laughs> It's too bad that he uh you know, like we all experience like the bad fashion trends of the past, but unfortunately, because of his size, the amount of fabric was he was wearing, he actually was wearing basically more of that bad fashion. Mm. So it's only it's only right that we ridicule him a little more. Yeah, right. Yeah, we've all been there. We've all been victims of fashion. But how many of us have worn a a six six uh, Jinko jean? 
How many is what's it more than fifty two leg? Did you ever have you ever ordered clothing or like something in the mail and it's just been like such a different size oh, than yeah. what you want? Just about every time I've ordered pants through the mail, yeah. It's a disaster every oh. time. Ooh. This whole quarantine has really made me appreciate shopping for clothing in person because shopping for clothing online it's a loser's game. Yeah. I basically my choice are basically t-shirts or one size fits all garments so i've got a lot of uh beanies <laughs> New era I've got a lot of, uh, <laughs> you yeah. only have beanies uh, just coming to the door every day with fedex yes. another beanie another it's the only thing that fits yep only thing i can wear yeah a lot of those a lot of like live strong bracelets just what are they <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey what my jordans are fucked up though wearing these babies out (laughs) and i don't mean out of the house wearing them around the house and when he wears them around the house he wears them around the house (laughs) that's a really good one of those i always find that so funny (laughs) (laughs) what is it it's like your mom is so big when she cleans up around the house she cleans up or when she sits around the house she sits around the house which it doesn't even. She has to be really long. <laughs> right, right. She's like a fucking pie. Coil herself around it. Uh, speaking of people who are really long, almost uh, cartoonishly long, you might say. Mm. Uh, <laughs> our friend, uh, our old friend Jacques Tati, uh, Monsieur mm-hmm. Hello, uh, is here, uh, resurrected, brought back from the grave uh, for an animated wow. film, The Illusionist. Uh, both his likeness and. Uh, a, uh, a script he'd written in the fifties. Shane, the illusionist. Uh, give us your uh, give us your one sentence take. The illusionist. I watched the one from two thousand earlier than the, I watched the wrong one. I think it's 06, <laughs> Yeah, the one that weirdly. Why came the out. fuck would they? Why would why they call would it this? Yeah, I don't know. Why not just yeah. call it the magician? Um, I guess that's a that's a Bergman movie too. I guess the illusionist has been mostly forgotten, but weirdly. The Illusionist will never be like fully forgotten. It will live forever in the annals of history um, because much like this version of The Illusionist, the 06 one was nominated for an Oscar. Oh, Yeah, fuck. I think it was nominated for like, really? Art Direction. Yeah. It, it really, it's <laughs> one of those movies that's only famous like besides that fact as a historical footnote because it came out the same year as um, The Prestige. I think like right around it. <laughs> the yeah, same movie? They're both like dueling magician movies set around. Dark like, you magic. Know, yeah, dark magic. They're both like mind freak uh, sagas, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When magic was the craziest uh-huh. thing you could do. So now that movie, The Illusionist, can get confused for two different movies that are totally unrelated. Because <laughs> yeah! when I think of The Illusionist, The Prestige, I just conflate those two mm-hmm. together because they essentially came out at the same exact time. Uh-huh. Am I wrong? And yeah, and if a se- uh, definitely same year, and probably both around the fall if they were both you know Oscar nominated movies, um, or maybe the summer, but. <laughs> I, I yeah, it's it's the sort of thing where like if a scene from one of those movies came on like on TV, I would find myself right. wondering like if it was a scene from The Prestige, I could easily find myself wondering, well, where's Paul Giamatti? And if it was a scene from The Illusionist, I could easily find myself <laughs> wondering, you know, well, where's Hugh Jack? And Hugh Jackman's clone. Uh, Spoilers for the Prestige, oh, folks. Shit. Hey, the, you got Sorry. me You're seeing have to double with all yeah. this shit. Um. <laughs> The when you were saying like we got to watch the Illusionist, I was like my head was spinning because I kept thinking of the Prestige. I was like, is the Illusionist the other one not called the Illusionist? Am I thinking of like the Prestige? And then there's another movie with a different name. It's like, nope. 
No, 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 no. And that's the whole era of movies for me. That 2006, what was it, 2008? They are both 06, I believe. The 2006, every movie that came out in 2006 is seared into my memory, <laughs> no matter what those movies are. Uh, There's something about that time, I just know all of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was. I think we've talked a little bit about that being basically around the era when we were coming, becoming aware of like movie trailers, and we were watching like cable TV yeah. all the time and getting the same ones, just kind of like literally like seared into our retinas. Yeah, yeah, um, uh-huh. yeah. Um, I definitely, weirdly, yeah. The Illusionist was a movie I think even contemporaneously I had only heard of as being the movie people were confusing with The Prestige. When those movies happen, there's always one that kind of sometimes unfairly kind of gets the short end of the stick. Um, I know yeah. that like the recent one, Olympus Has Fallen versus White House Down, was an example of that. Like White House Down, by all accounts, is a much better movie, <laughs> um, and it you know, flopped heavy because people had seen, you know, people had already paid their their twelve fifty to see Olympus Has Fallen, and now that movie, right. which is by all accounts, which was by all accounts a turd, has been followed by uh-huh. two even bigger turds. And you know what you call three turds where I come from? Sausage links. Uh, the the Donald Trump and his cabinet. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> it was just three of them, right? Yeah. Anyway. Do, you th- do you think? Um, uh, I don't want to get political here, but do you think? Uh, do you think Tom Hanks has like normal guy shits, or he's just backed up during quarantine? Um. Ooh. Well, I don't know. I uh, I think I've heard about him and like Steve Martin and Martin Short and like another guy all going and getting like colonics together. Not colonics or colonoscopies together. Like I feel like the f- mm. like four kind of like ex SNL guys like or ex. SNL guys who were never the cast members, and they'll do that as, like, a bit. I think he probably shits pretty regular. Mm-hmm. I think he's getting a lot of, like, fiber, a lot of juices and shit. Yeah, um, he's probably got such a fucking regulated diet. He also, with, like, the CIA checks coming in, I don't know that he's ever really, like, stressed, <laughs> except for, like, trying to... He doesn't even try to maintain his cover. I mean, we were talking about this a little bit off no. mic. The roles he takes, the things he's involved with, the amount of, like, fucking earth-to-the-moon bullshit that Tom Hanks has been involved in you think the guy's like, life story was dude. a damn Joe Biden stump speech, the way he's talking about the moonshot. I mean, good Lord. <laughs> he's the type of guy that jumps in front of a bullet for Buzz Aldrin, even mm-hmm. though Buzz Aldrin's on like the last five minutes of his life. Is he dead? No, he's still with us. He's older than old, though. He famously like, punched a guy for insinuating punched the moon landing. Punched a guy for was, denying uh, the moon landing. Fake. And I, I like to imagine yeah. Tom Hanks like crying like the Native American in that commercial <laughs> when that happened. <laughs> uh, just one tear going down his face. Still got it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Epic win for the moon guys. And sun- sunglasses just fell down from the ceiling and a tongue gla- Tom Hanks' oh. face. Yeah. I just almost called him Tom Glasses. Tom Hanks, do you think he has the type of house where there's like very expensive like meme references made where he'll like buy like a fucking he'll like do the Harlem Shake with like <laughs> twelve thousand people. Uh-huh. I don't know what I'm saying, but he'll get like some weird fucking joke that's like ten thousand dollars. He's bought some weird extravagance for a viral video and now there's like a giant like <laughs> fucking gumball machine that can fit humans in it because he did a Harlem Shake <laughs> video or something. Yeah, yeah. I can also see when I think about him and honestly I think I, I would be shocked to learn that ninety percent of celebrities, even quote unquote cool celebrities weren't like this. I would bet his decor looks a lot like you said Maria Shriver's house looks like. I bet it's a lot of like yeah. the expensive, the boutique version of Live Laugh Love. Um, right, right. And since he's, but since he's been shown behind the shown what is behind the curtain, I imagine he's not a religious guy. He's probably like you know he just doesn't talk about religion or politics 
ever. Yeah, but he's the same. Yeah, but he's the same. He's a sort of like milk toast, generally religious. That like he could run for president. You know what I mean? And right. no one, there would, would never be, be any to whip like, it out. Uh, he right. he would he, he would goes, he would skirt both the is he religious enough and is he too religious? Do you know what I mean? He's got a generally uh, yeah, yeah. corn fed quality to him. Because either way, everyone would be like, oh yeah, he's always been that. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I don't like Tom Hanks. I gotta say, I find him really grating. Fuck him. And I Fuck don't that fucking loser. Maybe we had to maybe it's because I had the displeasure of watching all of his Ron Howard collaborations, but I don't even like like right. him very much as a performer. Like I'm trying to think of movies where I've been like, yeah, you know, really great performance from Tom Hanks. No, yeah, I think um, that was our discoveries. Like, this guy sucks. Ah! He just does that scream. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he does like bad drunk acting. Just drug acting like he's in a fucking silent movie. Like a fucking hiccup <laughs> bubble coming out of his mouth. <laughs> cross-eyed uh-huh. yeah. um we get some drunk acting from uh a hugh low stand-in again in this which is a kind of a mm. throwback to uh jour de fete a little bit mm-hmm. um i feel like uh tati hasn't been in his cup spec since uh that movie took a dark turn <laughs> so what's this movie about uh so this movie uh is about an aging uh illusionist as the uh title might have uh might have tipped you off who is sort of uh, coming to terms with his uh, increasing irrelevance, and uh, he travels from France to uh, the uh, Scottish Highlands, and then to Edinburgh with a uh, a teen uh, girl who thinks his magic is uh, real in tow. And um, I don't know, kind of struggles <laughs> to uh, struggles to get by in a uh, kooky hotel full of other kind of sporadically working uh, old timey entertainers, uh-huh. including a depressed clown <laughs> and a ventriloquist. Ugh. Ugh, is that supposed to be charming? <laughs> that that guy is so I like. Fe- the, ugh, I found it. I found that. I feel like that's it's weird because I expected you to really enjoy ventriloquism. Oh no, I think I, I watched too much Goosebumps as a kid. Like the fear of ventriloquist dummies, which I guess now is like a reasonably common one, probably because of some of the same things, um, was really kind of baked into me because of Goosebumps and uh, mm. Slappy. You'll remember from the uh, Goosebumps television shows Slappy. and the books. Mm-hmm. Um, parents used to always say I run like Slappy because I've got a very strange gait um, <laughs> uh, uh, Slappy was really in the lexicon growing up in a way that it probably isn't for even even most casual Goosebumps fans um, <laughs> no, I found the, I found the um, whereas I find the, the, the kind of Tati stand-in uh, as charming as you would expect in this with maybe uh-huh. a little bit more of a hard edge to him which I thought was good um, and I really liked the depressed clown who every time we see him it's like a Mo Sislak type type deal every time we come back to this depressed <laughs> clown he's like sticking his head in the oven or like about to hang himself uh, yep, um yep, yep. liked him but i found the ventriloquist whole thing um oof, just very creepy like talking with the doll talking through the doll just right. pantomiming with the doll <laughs> just being the, dressed yeah. like the doll <laughs> <laughs> he looks exactly like the doll he's even got a square fucking head it's taken the concept of twins to like its logical creepy conclusion you know Mm-hmm. dressing mm-hmm. yourself up like a doll i like the whole like the notion of american girl dolls is always very creepy to me the notion of like wanting to style a doll that after yourself. is a very creepy thing yeah i completely agree with you there i don't know it's like a hop skip and a jump away from like i don't know like genuine like fucking like witchcraft i don't know making <laughs> dolls that look like people you know including yourself um, <laughs> yeah and you transmit all of your life force through it um so this movie i thought this movie was interesting because you kind of see the full cycle of character to a certain extent within it um yeah we see him 
um, well, we see him mm. kind of um, much like, um, well, not that he's um, Hugh Lowe and Jordan Fett, but we see him deal with kind of the question of irrelevance, the question of can he keep up with uh, technology and the way society's moving. We see him kind of gradually subsumed by that, and he works in jobs that kind of call to mind some of the scenarios we've seen him in. You know, we see him work in a garage, we see him working in like a display window. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little bit of a little bit of all of the scenarios we've come to expect. Yeah, I didn't really understand the. I feel like it was unclear that like the path that he was on, that it was like he was being phased out by. I guess modernity, but like modernity was like these like British punk band type <clears throat> people. And I was like, I feel like it's supposed to be a little clearer that like performance is changing and people don't appreciate like, I don't know, an old school act anymore. <clears throat> yeah. And I didn't really come off well. We talked a little bit on the, um, the, the parade episode about Tati being melancholy and and looking at this sort of transition in modes of entertainment without grinding an axe about it. And I feel like this mm. movie really grinds an axe. It does. It's like the sad music is just hammered on you the entire <laughs> time. And it's like, this is supposed to be so sad. And it's like, like even when he's doing the funny ass shit in the garage, it still feels like it's like a slog and like, uh -huh. it's just like sucks. Every bit that he's involved in. Now the bits are all at his expense for the first time. Um, that's true where, whereas usually he's been kind of this destabilizing jerry lewis jerry lewis-esque force um to right. your point to, to mention the because yeah the first kind of inkling of him being outmoded is this um kind of british invasion band uh although i guess they're in britain so they, they haven't invaded yet this british rock band <laughs> called like benny boy in the platoons or something who i thought it was actually kind of a funny <laughs> scene where they just keep performing it was a little like uh yeah. you know when you go see andy williams at branson and you're like all right okay when's he gonna do moon river and then bam second encore like they he keeps thinking they're done and they <laughs> keep doing like another song but um uh -huh. there really seems to be like a joke at their expense like as soon as they get off stage it's very clear that they're like gay and that's the joke um <laughs> a really broad like like would have been dated when tati first wrote the script ass joke honestly they're like mm. flitting around like hummingbirds um, yeah, um, and I, it took me as like a sour note from Tati too, because like we talked about in the case of like parade and, and playtime, like the one profession he seemed to always have had respect for is like artists, and what mm -hmm. even if this is a departure from the the Hulot stand-ins act, and even if this is you know even a departure from like what we're meant to understand Tati probably like you know like jazz, the song is the songs are still catchy. I mean we hear people listening to them throughout the throughout. <laughs> the, that's the true movie. and that's i think that's something that, that's part of what's supposed to be maddening about them is that you know you can't mm. escape them and, and obviously this this Hulo character can't you know the guy drives into the garage blasting one of the songs they're always playing on the radio um mm -hmm. you know i i think whenever you write like a <laughs> fake song that's supposed to be annoying it behooves you to make it uh, an earworm like that yeah i i i feel talking about how this is melancholy like it was really melancholy because it's the end of you know our relationship with this character and the director and the movie just also just kind of sucked it like i didn't know if i if i thought it was like kind of for kids and it was gonna like enlighten children to the to the magic of tati but it's like just kind of a slog and it's just like oh yeah his life sucks and then by the end it sucks even more 
and uh it ha- i i liked all the animation style but found so much that like this is needlessly sad i don't think that he would want me to feel like oh poor hulo like mm-hmm. no he's just supposed to be an idiot uh needlessly sour too um like we talked about i, f- I find that the the one of the controversies with the film is its deviations from the script as originally written by Tati, and we can talk a little bit more about those. But and, and the original ending, Tati kind of the, the I'm going to keep calling him Tati or Hulo, the Hulo character, the the, the titular mm-hmm. illusionist, kind of like leaves and and departs and, and you know goes his own way from the girl after she has kind of independently realized that magic isn't real. He kind of mm-hmm. you know realizes there's not like a place for him anymore and just kind of goes off and and that. Reads is more of like a melancholy, more of like a well, you know, who, who knows what's 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 next for him? Maybe maybe life goes on. Sort of a note, not not mm-hmm. unlike some of the notes that we've seen at the end of Parade or at the end of Jour de Fête. And in this version, um, he seems almost like wounded by the fact that she's like fa- found like attention from somebody else, but like she's found someone else <laughs> right. like, to spend time with. Even though he, yeah. I, I don't maybe that's like a misreading. Maybe it's more of just like he, he's letting her go live her own life, but. In this version, he leaves and leaves like a note behind, like a fucking like suicide note that says like magicians yeah. don't exist or something like. Right. Just, <laughs> it was like yeah, totally. Also, like, I think that the movie being a cartoon, everyone becomes kind of a caricature, and there's a sense of that in, um, in all of Tati's other movies, like Playtime, all the characters play kind of like more grandized versions of themselves. But in this movie, the I think the caricatures are just kind of cruel. Like <laughs> the girl becomes this like really materialistic kind of like doesn't care about anything except like clothing and jewelry. And like the... <laughs> <laughs> the other that woman who's a singer who's just like the most waifish scary looking person oh, like terrifying he gave these people their humanity it wasn't uh, like they were all just fucking caricatures uh-huh right i mean the, the closest thing we had to like cartoonish background characters really is either people doing things in unison and sort of looking like you know like cartoon sheep or you know in playtime you've got a little bit of like tourists dressed up like ethnic stereotypes uh you know, uh, some some light ribbing compared to yeah. yeah every character in this being a real grotesque. I mean, I remember seeing talk about trailers that are burning your memory. I remember the trailers for this guy's previous film. Um, the director is uh, animator named Sylvain Chamay. His previous film, The Triplets of Belleville. I remember seeing the trailers for that and them fucking terrifying me when I was in like third fourth grade. <laughs> Just being like that is a movie I will never see. Truly, like, really, <laughs> now like. Oof. <laughs> Of now one you, thing I'm sure. One thing I'm sure of. That's the last movie you'll you'll pay me to see, Buster. Like it was like I would have like nightmares about like going to a friend's house and having them be like, "We're gonna watch the Triplets of Melville," <laughs> which which, which would never happen. I mean, that's like in The Simpsons when they're watching Barton Fink. But no, I um, uh huh. It's one of those things like you, you you know when you like you wonder like God did I dream that? Like that was that trailer for me. And he <laughs> didn't really switch up his style very much for this movie. Besides the titular illusionist who just looks like a caricature of Jacques Tati. And um, both the girl and her boyfriend, who are so are so normal looking in this world as to look weird themselves. Do you know what I mean? Like when you see either of them, uh-huh. it's like when you see like a Simpsons character straight on. <laughs> like it's just like there's something like eerie about it. Uh huh. Um, yeah, everyone is some weird, <laughs> grotesque. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know. I, I I liked it to a point. I thought the the wayfish lady with like the cigarette holder was sort of like a funny look. Um. 
I thought so too. I mean, it was funny. It's just kind of, I guess I have a gripe because I have so much expectations for mm-hmm. what this should be. Almost surprised to find out this guy is French though, since that woman just looked like such like a cruel caricature of like a French woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, what do you think about magic? Um, I, he is big magic head as a kid uh certainly had yeah. i certainly got a kit as like a gift at one point um from like a, my <laughs> uncle and i definitely was not i'm oh, not no. good at like anything i'm certainly not good at like hand-eye coordination heavy type things um yeah yeah what about you were you ever uh ahead uh it's pretty good magic is pretty good i was always a little mystified by the uh by the outskirts of society you know the occult the mm-hmm. uh the magicians the um the alcoholics uh-huh well right i like uh, yeah i like any of the like, dark side of dark side of, not only do i like the kind of dark side of you know the spirit world i like the dark side of showbiz you know i like like alcoholic mm-hmm. clowns uh bill <laughs> yes, popping magicians yes. um I, in, a weird, <laughs> in a weird coincidence i actually just watched like a magic thing popping magician. <laughs> if you've got an hour to spare i cannot recommend ricky jay and his 52 assistants enough um it's Ooh, this like, like that card title. trick special uh, directed by David Mamet of Ricky Jay. Who died <laughs> Wait, last year. Is, each, is each of the cards an assistant? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. The 52 assistants are his cards, yes. It took me a second to get It's so funny. He's really funny, too. He does just insane tricks. You're like, that is, that, that's really impossible. Um, <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, and you wouldn't think card tricks would be compelling on film. I'm telling you, this guy, and you've seen this guy before. He's in like Boogie He's Nights. Hot. He's in a bunch of David Mamet movies. He's the guy in Boogie this... Nights who, when uh, Nina Hartley is fucking the guy on the driveway, comes and tells William H. Macy before he like loses his mind. He's the guy who just walks in and like deadpans, like, your wife's out to fuck us some dude. <laughs> he, his face looks like he knows it about, like, a, he was told about a very Secrets. dark magic uh-huh. that he can't share. Yeah. And you will like the special because it's on YouTube. He. Um, he tells all sorts of stories about like the history of magic. All of his tricks, he explains like the story Ooh. behind the trick, explains like the magicians who oh. passed it down and shit. Mm-hmm. It got me thinking like I wish I wasn't twenty six years old. I wish I could just be a kid. Hop into studying magic, kid magician. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's an apprenticeship aspect about it. I did not hate this movie as much as you did. Or it doesn't sound like you hated it. I think I liked this movie a little bit more than you did, but I definitely was okay. let down in the sense that I was expecting. Like, with these Tati movies in general, it's been, like, being a kid again. I'm so, like, delighted and, like, they're, oh, so wondrous. And I... Yeah. This one didn't even scratch the melancholy itch, really, that I was expecting it to. There's some there's some decent mm. stuff. Um, and, like I said, I like the clown hanging himself. Um, you know, a, a sad clown will always tickle my funny bone. And I like, you know, I like a nice, a nice wet Scottish setting. Um, and I think the <laughs> I think the image of True. Tati doing tricks in like a literal like display case is ultimately like a a striking image to have you know uh, things ultimately end with for his, his character. Um, yeah, but like it, to your point, like to what end? What does it ultimately achieve? Especially when we've got the Tati stuff there. Like this is not this is not really the goodbye I had hoped it would be. Um, and I, I I really as far as goodbyes to Tatina's work go I think Parade does a better job I think Parade doesn't like Parade seems to be we were talking about like the the, the apotheosis of this this democratic thing that he's trying to do this you know mm. elaborate bit construction as well and this seems I don't I'm not gonna say a betrayal like like 
members of his family would, but uh, mm. something about the sourness, um, uh, just, yeah, I don't know. does not feel like it's yeah, the it same was, tradition, really. Like, uh, by the end of Tati movies, I would always find myself just kind of, like, giddily, like, what the hell? Uh-huh. What kind of world is this? And this one, I was like, I, I only feel sad. And I like stuff that makes me sad. I mean, I, I seek out stuff right. that's going to make me cry so I can cry. And this didn't, yeah. It didn't do it. It wasn't exactly the uh, the notebook for mm-hmm. in that. In but there's that some sense. good bits between him and the girl, like when he um, when he does the magic trick with the coat and stuff like that. Um, it's some fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And when she's like just mm-hmm. insisting that he do magic because she thinks it's real and then he like has to oblige, like when he makes another train ticket and stuff. I liked seeing a little bit of like... Um, a Hulo esque character, like as a real person, I liked seeing like him having more of like a rough edge to him, like him getting like annoyed with people and like um, just being like constantly uh-huh. exasperated. It's kind of fun. I th- I'd say that's the one maybe good side of, of seeing the the role reversal there. But uh, in mm-hmm. general, like I want my Hulo knocking shit over. I want him like playing jazz records. Right, right, right. I want him having fun. It didn't mm-hmm. even seem like he was enjoying any part of this, mm-hmm. and he wasn't okay. exactly like he wasn't. Um... He wasn't as, like, ignorant. He seemed to be very aware of, like, just what was going on. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's another difference there. It's, 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 yeah, he's very much not the Hulo character in the sense that he's not this kind of bumbling innocent. This is a guy who, like, you know, is trying to. Yeah. So. Uh, we, there, there's a elephant in the room, Bennett, I'm, I'm aware. Is this, is that is something you would call what, uh, what happened with this, uh, this script, this movie? Well, that big gray elephant. Yeah, uh, so the movie was, uh, whoa, whoa. He's, he's picking me up on his doing... trunk. He's always oh, doing a he's braying. Oh. I don't know how do you do water the all over. <laughs> I, now I see why that black mold is in your ceiling. He's spraying water all yeah. over the place. Imagine my surprise when they told me that was the issue, the fact that I'm constantly letting this elephant bathe himself in here, yeah. Um, You're like, "Well, how else is he going to do? How else is he going to do? Where is he going to go in the yard?" Gonna... Yeah. What? What do you mean the elephant caused black? The elephant is Total. Don't worry about not the part of the problem. You know how much I paid for this thing. Um, I'm, buddy. I if I came, if I needed you to come and talk to my talk to me about my elephant, I would have said that. But I'm here to talk to me about the black mold, you <laughs> jackass. Hey, hey, buddy, are you wearing a are you wearing a top hat? Is that a, is that a stool in your hand? No? <laughs> you want to no. know why? Because you're not a fucking ringmaster, buddy. Because <laughs> you're not. You never ran a circus. You couldn't run a circus if I paid you. Yeah, three rings. Count the rings around my ass, buddy. Um, yeah, I'd like to see you paint a portrait of an elephant. Oh man, oh mama mia! I'd like to see you draw a clock, you fucking jackass, <laughs> you fucking ass herd. Um, yeah, this movie was met with some controversy. Both Roger Ebert and Jonathan Rosenbaum. It's hilarious that they're kind of like the two, two princes holes of um, like contem- right. you know, like recent film criticism. Um, Rosenbaum Jonathan great, Rosenbaum uh, being Tati the scholar. normal, <laughs> the the reg, the guy with seemingly regular proclivities, and the complete depraved freak of cinema, uh-huh. Roger Ebert. Um, I don't know. You joke, but uh, Rosenbaum also has a tendency to post like 
Um, when he Cringe. used to like, well, um, his review of Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman is about how it's like such a hot movie. Um, <laughs> it's very, it's written a little like lasciviously, not in the sense of like ogling a woman, but in the sense of like just wanting to beat off to like the the aura the movie gives off. And I don't, he doesn't say beat off, but I think he says like get off, which to me is like dirtier. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, a little bit more grotesque. It's like the the more... innuendo that like de- like defeats its own purpose, you know. Keep it in your pants, you sicko. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> they both got letters from. Um, <laughs> Tatis, uh, living uh, a, a grandson of Tatis, who um, basically took umbrage with the film in general, the liberties it took with the script, um, the liberties it took with Hulot's um, life, um, and as it related to the script, and also with the very idea of casting kind of a Hulot surrogate or a Tatis surrogate in the role, um, because apparently in, in its original evocation, while it was very much supposed to be Tatis' way of kind of wrestling with events from his life. He did not mm-hmm. see himself or uh, a Hulot type in the uh, in this in the central role. Mm-hmm. And Rosenbaum responded by basically saying, "I can't write like a lengthy piece about this movie because it's just the ethics of it are too too thorny." And he basically dismissed it. He said, "You know, it's got its moments, but it's mostly a piece of crap." Ebert, on the other hand, gave it four stars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tells you all you need to know. Always, always finding a way to have a bird brain take that guy uh-huh. i don't know i think that I, I give this movie i think this movie is a perfect three-star movie by roger ebert's usual criterion like what what he usually defines as a three-star movie if this movie's not for me i have no idea who it's for mm-hmm. yeah not that it, you know not that that has to be it's something but it, it's not for kids Certainly not. I don't think. It might be for a kid that's getting a little bit... He's learning about that the world is a little sad, and he kind of wants to see more of that. I mean, for like kids who like... like if, you're, if, you're, if you're introducing your kids to like silent film, this, this wouldn't like offend their sensibilities. I was thinking... Uh-huh. Another thing that annoyed me about this movie, because, like, yeah, you're right, it wouldn't appeal to kids. Even compared to, you know, good, quote-unquote good kids movies, your, your, your Pixars and such, it's very antic. Um, or, mm. I'm sorry, it's not very antic. It's very, it's very sedate. Uh-huh. Um, but it's very antic compared to any Tati movies, besides in their like craziest moments. Um, uh huh. So it's, it's a weird, like, neither fish nor fowl for an animated movie. <laughs> All the bits just not funny to me. The oil on the white car would have been funny in real life. The the two British guards doing their thing and it's and there's a puddle on the ground so they're splashing everywhere i could very much see that being funny in real life in a cartoon it's just like okay that's mm-hmm. no consequence it doesn't do enough with being a cartoon it's like it doesn't justify it's exactly being a cartoon, yeah. really no uh like except i mean you know they probably wouldn't have gotten the budget necessary to make a movie in like three different locations uh a, a whimsical near silent farce for and whimsical near silent farce <laughs> that ultimately ends up being pretty sour and sad um, right. Yeah, no, right. right. It doesn't justify its being animated because the only thing it seems to do with that is just making all of the characters into these horrifying grotesques. We don't really right. get extensions of the gags. We already like Tati was a guy who brought like Looney Tunes ass antics into the real world, like few exactly before or since, and uh-huh. moving him onto the endless possibilities of animation, we make his most subdued <laughs> movie, <laughs> right? Yeah, like. 
the, no one can talk and yet there's no other noises that uh-huh. happen basically it's yeah, just like, it, yeah. the craziest thing that happens is that that stick woman can stand like that's that's the most insane thing that we see <laughs> <laughs> and the three yeah. little acrobats jumping on top of each other i guess you probably wouldn't see that oh, very much oh, oh, we've oh, seen, oh we see crazier in parade in we parade. didn't talk much about the juggling yeah. in parade but the juggling in parade there is some Ooh. juggling in parade that'll make you wonder is juggling praxis. <laughs> Change your mind about juggling. Okay. Forget what you thought you knew about juggling. <laughs> they they do the three man stack. That shit was insane. The juggling when they're like that all balancing insane. on ladders that they're also standing on and also balancing ladders. Like there's stuff in, in parade that you'll think you're fucking hallucinating. <laughs> <laughs> there's gotta be some Where's the man behind the curtain that's pulling all the strings? Um, also, one bit I did like, I like when they're in, like, the when he first meets that, like, wild and crazy Scottish guy, and he takes him to, like, the sort of bar in the Scottish Highlands, and they're eating it up. They love his shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it goes wrong, it goes south when they eventually pull out the jukebox and start listening to that band, but the bit when, like, they're so excited to see his act, and the act kills. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, nice. you're, you're, a, you're a performer. We've talked before about being born entertainers. Like, when you, when you yeah. kill, when you just knock them fucking dead, when you strike out... When you right. knock all ten of those pins, and when you get two straight gutter balls, I mean, you mm-hmm. know what that yeah. feeling is like. It's it's you know, there's nothing like it. It's and, uh, pure just pain, just and there's pure something <laughs> anger. It sucks. My blood just wants to boil. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. I, I don't know. There's a fun juxtaposition in us being really delighted by that, and Tati's kind of uh, character in this being pretty limited in his expressions and just being sort of amused by it. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, Tati had an illegitimate child that he abandoned. Seems like something everybody who was born in that era probably went through, but, you know, uh, I guess tisk tisk for not, um, not bringing it up. You made your family very upset, Mr. Jet, Mr. Hulot. That's what, it really should have been more of like a sitcom ass premise. It should have been like Hulo finds out he's got like a daughter he didn't know about. It should have been like You're kidding! <laughs> what? <laughs> I've got a walk? Like the way John Cassavetes <laughs> John Cassavetes ended his career with big trouble, which I've never seen, but from the poster it looks like a grumpier old man type thing. <laughs> Tati should have ended his career with like just, oh, just like <laughs> daddy issues or something. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Yeah, you're a, to, Mr. Hulo, to, you're a father. I'm a what? I'm a what? And then another, him and another pipe. man have to take <laughs> care of the baby. Uh huh. And he and the uh, yeah, and he and the guy who gave him his number or his address at the end of Mr. Hulo's holiday have to like team up. You know? <laughs> it writes itself. This would be hilarious. You're the that. only guy I, whose phone number I have. I nope, need, yeah. <laughs> I need you for the next two weeks. I gotta raise a baby. Well, I said I'd do anything for this man, and I guess I'm just going to have to do it. It's all in English. <laughs> the baby's too, and he's like, I need you for the next 16 years. <laughs> the baby's Sorry, like, Sorry, honey. <laughs> what the hell kind of parenting is it? It's like a, uh, uh, what's that baby talking? Look who's talking now. Talking. Mm-hmm. It's Bruce Willis. Look who's the baby. Talking. Yeah. 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 Bruce Willis, child actor. Oh, man. That's the yeah. Hulo and Bruce Willis connection. Um, Bruce Willis seems like he would really not like. Who are some actors that would definitely not like Hulot's antics, both if they experienced it and also probably wouldn't like a Tati movie? Bruce Willis seems like he's up there. Harrison Ford. I feel like um, Tobey Maguire would say he likes it, but 
but only for the like film studies reasons i think yep same with most members of his famous group of friends like i feel like leo is yeah. definitely like a fake film guy he leo has to impress tarantino seen, like <laughs> six movies uh uh-huh. yeah he he's seen six movies and four of them are chinese because tarantino said that was the homework for being uh-huh. in uh django well yeah i i would imagine, I imagine 90 percent of the movies that he's watched or something that he's like assigned to him and i bet he's constantly having to be like oh yeah how do i watch this i've seen it (laughs) (laughs) yeah or uh uh quentin tarantino is like all right watch this 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 and this he's like are they on netflix (laughs) and i'm not saying cinephilia is cool least of all quentin tarantino's brand of cinephilia but yeah leo is definitely a, a fake film guy and for that he should be ashamed um i feel like um natalie portman probably really likes him for the right uh-huh. reasons yeah yeah i mean i feel like most like genuinely like well i feel like most directors who have like a sense of comedy and like actors who genuinely have a sense of comedy probably like him um mm-hmm. what do you think paul thomas anderson thinks probably likes him uh i think he's yeah, a guy he that would has a very normal that. opinion about it yeah probably very regular um yeah uh I mean, he probably appreciates the uh, the grandiosity of some of his like visions, you know. And sure, obviously, sure. Um, I mean, he's a guy that's made films about kind of uh, grandiose types. Hmm. What do, What do we think? Uh, Steven Spielberg thinks about. Oh, he's one of the greats. Oh, one of the best. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's never seen a single one. Uh-huh. Would give you a kind of a Jimmy Fallon ish, like yeah, it's great. I love right, it. Right, <laughs> I love the um, I love the vision of playtime. Just really, you know, he's t- kind of looking at everything with that kind of side glance. He's it's really he's really one of the most underrated storytellers. Because what are we storytellers? Filmmakers really are deep down. What are we really? Right, right. <laughs> that That's what so you much. had. Fucking god damn it. Of all the like, bromides, you're actually of all the very <laughs> far from a storyteller. I would uh-huh. say you're not a storyteller at all. You just create all these fucking things that get in between telling a story, which is something that's a lot simpler than fucking having all this fucking You're just a you're like a stage manager. <laughs> for, all my, for all my issues with this movie, I do genuinely appreciate or generally appreciate its sort of economical storytelling. Um, we get a lot with just kind of like smash cuts in this. Um, mm-hmm. Like when he opens the door and the, his sort of trollish, um, like the the manager is out there and he's like, you know, before he's got a moment to say, oh, I'm fired, aren't I? You know, we cut to him on a train. Um, it, it really, it moves. We kind of like get where we're going. Um, uh-huh. And I appreciate its wordlessness. I appreciate that they kept, of uh, one thing they kept from Tati's work is that everybody basically just like mumbles and speaks in unsubtitled language in general um like we get some english we get mostly like uh like a scottish english hybrid that's unintelligible to uh to <laughs> to my ears certainly probably yours as well i think that's the uh-huh. point uh-huh they kept that i don't know i just don't know why uh yeah, why not why not keep it all i don't know why not just do the script as written too uh, if if that if you know why not why, why not leave that as a potential st- why not why bother leaving that as a potential sticking point you know because that to me is like, mm-hmm. the, even if that is like the thinnest part of the Tati family's like argument, the, the issues with the like liberties of the script itself, the fact that he like yeah. itemizes those, I, I found a little annoying, I gotta, to be honest. But even still, <laughs> it, it seems like the, uh-huh. I don't know, just the, the easiest toes not to step on, you know? Might as well be wearing uh-huh. fucking clown shoes. 
Oh, <laughs> please. Don't even get me started about anyway. ponchos. Uh, Bennett, I got a surprise for you. Big surprise. I think you're going to like it. Do you want to hear what it is? Uh, sure, yeah. Why not? S- someone, uh, a friend of the show, uh-huh. friend of the family, and actually a member of my family, ah. got a... Uh, <laughs> Got a subscription to Masterclass, and uh-huh. they, it comes with a free second. So, guess who's going to be a master in poker, Story- storytelling, French uh, cuisine, guitar, <laughs> French cuisine, pastries. There's no end. There's no end. Mm. I'm going to be so talented. Um, I could see one of those for like cooking at least be useful, being useful for like learning some techniques. I could not. And like recipes. I could not oh, see really? it being useful. I mean, maybe fucking one of the one of the sexually promiscuous chefs can tell me like the secret of I don't know flambéing. Oh, uh, at the very least, they're walking you through some sort of recipe, right? It'd be nice to like get a right, video guide right. for no, that. That's I mean, true. yeah, I'm sure. That's I'm assuming true. the masterclass page price tag is a lot to pay for what you could get on like the New York Times cooking website but it does some of the stuff i got i'm subscribed to two poker guys i'm very excited mm-hmm. about that but uh ron howard of course is the crown jewel who i'll be looking into and uh, i'll report back on uh what what that's like i've gotten a sneak preview and mm-hmm. uh he he's like the work of a director is something i can assume we all kind of understand at this point and what he does in this video is, like, not the work. He's, like, telling how the camera should be. He's like, and this shot is going to be really effective for, uh, for, ca- and we want him right here. And, and see that kind of, a, he's just, like, kind of spitballing about, like, they set him up with this, like, scene that he had to do. And then he'd, he's he's not directing these people. He's not talking to them. It's just, like, kind of concerned about the camera a little too much. So we'll see. we'll see if that's just a fluke. Yeah, at the end of the day, not to shit on, like, my favorite director, an American hero, winner of the Presidential Medal of Freedom. What, is he going to give you fucking script notes? Like, I I can see, like, cooking or, like, the guitar or something like that, like, making sense for one of these. Because at the end of the day, you have a product that, within, like, a certain realm, is objectively good or bad, right? Right, right, You can taste your recipe, you can feed it to somebody else, you can play the guitar. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I'm not, what am I, sending my, my, my script into fucking robert osborne or whatever his name is who's the who's the story guy right you know what i mean like danny bonaducci is danny bonaducci gonna read my script and give me notes what am i going to a workshop (laughs) you know right he's like and you're really gonna want to get the boom shot on this one is that a good ron howard impression what does he sound like storytelling it's me it me it me (laughs) beep um, I don't know, like a slightly less cartoonish David Lynch, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. That, I, I, would, I remember I would devolve into <laughs> David Lynch when I would do. Um, what does Brian Grazer... Brian Grazer... Uh, no, he doesn't sound deaf. <laughs> he doesn't sound deaf. He's kind of apathetic, though. Yeah, I think I think uh, whoever did the Jesse, Jesse Smollett thing should be strung up and hung. That video is insane. Like. <laughs> video is so funny. <laughs> the one time every okay. racist in America was like, "See," <laughs> <laughs> like that episode of Sopranos where the people steal his car, 
and he says the word and then his wife is like david and he's like what who else who else sharon um bennett many parting words for uh old monsieur hello tati i'm gonna miss him wish he had a larger body of work honestly i mean this is one of those like much like elaine may uh only find myself wishing that they and now had, had gotten more chances. Yeah, um, I don't know. Um, I and and uh, even maybe a little sadder in Tati's case because he didn't just bankrupt studios; seemed to have bankrupt himself. Uh, yeah, the uh, you know, he bankrupted his own heart. Right, it's all worked out for me, and it's kind of like funny that all of these like suits were probably like tearing their hair out, and so many people probably <laughs> lost their jobs over like a new leaf and Mikey yeah. and Nikki. Like in hindsight, that stuff's yeah. really funny. I don't know uh-huh. that we had ever came around for uh, Tati. I mean, this yeah. movie did, did did well enough, got good reviews, got an Oscar nomination, but as we've seen, it's sort of tainted by, uh, you know, some controversy. Yeah, it's, it goes out on a on a sour note. I would say it's not. I would I would I would I would like this removed from the record, please. <laughs> Strike that. That's com. That's just pure comedy. <laughs> Um, have, I was watching the uh, extra bene- the the beneficial features <laughs> for Mikey and Nikki, and one woman is in the movie and she has really good insight, and the other guy just shut the fuck up, just spouting off. wasn't involved with the production. He probably was the producer or something. wasn't involved in any part of the making of it. And is like, you know, it's actually very a surprising movie. It's actually dark comedy. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Um, good thing she's still alive, or else, you know, I'm I'm living on a prayer, as you might be able to tell. I've no I've no brain activity left. That was my last opinion. Um, do we want to do any sort of a palate cleanser episode? I've put on the sheet. Ooh, I awesome love stuff. my favorite. My favorite episodes are the peak cleansers. (laughs) The PCs. The little Um, underberg, yeah, for after mm, your meal. mm, Mint on my pillow. Mm. Uh Uh-huh, the little toilet paper folded all weirdly. Yeah, so Mm. cozy. (laughs) Prefer it wasn't folded. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like being reminded that people are literally waiting on me hand and foot. (laughs) Don't touch that. Don't touch. You write on the last piece. Please do know, not. It's one of those fold. things that makes you feel like like colonialist when you come in. Right, and ch- it's like jeans oh, are folded over the chair. The slave like, was here. Oh, Perfect. great. Oh. Yeah. Why is that a thing? Why don't they just clean up after I'm gone? It's like a main. It's no. like a. It's like a, a standby from a bad time. I guess it probably. I, I'm sure. I, I'm sure some hotels it might stay, but I guess it's just the perks thing. A hotel at a certain point is like yeah. new towels and sheets every day. But like Jesus Christ, what am I fucking? What am I, uh, what am I, uh... What am I, suddenly a plantation owner? What am I, a king of Siam? (laughs) Anyway. Benny. As always, it's been a pleasure. Such Uh, a pleasure. Such a a deep pleasure. A deep bow to you, Ben. Um... Um... Until next time, folks, that is a real wrap. And that's curtains on season seven. <laughs> <Are we in? laughs> Just gonna upstage me like that.